3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Happy running to the Rise and Run podcast. This is Michelle from Savannah, Georgia. Hope you enjoy this episode like I have. Have a beautiful day. Michelle, thank you. Thanks for leaving us that introduction. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 94 of the Rise and Run podcast. I'm Bob. I'm here this evening with Lexi. Hello. With John. Hey, how you doing? With Allie. Hi, friends. With Alicia. Hello. With Jack. Hi. And with Greg. Ahoy there, mateys. Oh, back from the sea, are we? Yes, <laughs> I, I'm back from the high seas. Ah, okay. I got that. You thought you'd slip that by us, but we just, boom. We ahoy, ahoy, right ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Friends, on episode 94 tonight, we're going to talk with one of our own, Jack, the Camden County runner. And listen to the incredible challenge he's taking on. Number one, take on the challenge and to raise some money for a cause that's very near and dear to his heart. Uh, in the race report spotlight, our friend Steve did the Utica 15K, the Boilermaker 15K in Utica, New York. Friends, if you enjoy the podcast, please share us with your friends. Now's a really, really good time to introduce new friends to this podcast as we are all going through this training journey together. You can share your training efforts with us. We'll share ours with you. Please do that. Please remember to follow us on Facebook, Rise and Run Podcast, on Instagram at Rise and Run Pod, and visit our webpage, riseandrunpodcast.com. If you've got a question, a comment, a race report, or want to introduce an upcoming episode, give us a call. 727-266-2344 is our hotline. You can leave us a recorded message. Friends, the Rise and Run podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at Magic Bound Travel. Hey, we're only about now a month, maybe five weeks away from registering for springtime surprise. Yeah, I know we haven't done the first race of the season yet, and I'm talking about the last one, but by golly, it's going to come up. Now's probably a really, really good time to get in touch with our friends at Magic Bound. It's kind of quiet, I'm going to guess right now. They have the time to help you out, get your reservations set for springtime surprise. Magicboundtravel.com is the site. Check them out. All right, my friends, let's look now. Training has begun, I think, for just about all of the events in the first two races in the season. Wine and Dine now 16 weeks away. Wow. Yeah. we're Hey, that's four months, right? Roundabout. We're getting there. It's going to be with us before we know it. Yep. It won't be long. If you're doing one of the challenges... You've got a four-mile run this weekend. Marathon weekend now, 25 weeks away, less than half a year. The 
long run for that is down to three miles. It's in that bouncing back and forth now. I think it was four last week, three. It'll probably be five the week after this. And like I said, I think I think all the training has begun, but I know who would know the answer to that question. Our buddy Mark has dropped in. Mark's here to help us out with all this stuff. Let's chat with Mark for a couple minutes about what's going on. Mark, good to see you. It's good to see you again, Bob. Oh, thanks. Thank you for all you're doing for us and for all of our friends who listen. I, I, I was going to tell everybody what you've been doing, but you go ahead and tell them in terms of the schedules you're posting, where you're putting them, and the questions you're posting. Go ahead. Uh, the whole idea there is I, I am stealing something from another podcast, the Be Our Guest podcast, actually. Not a bad place um, to steal stuff from. Not, no, not at all. Joseph Ficus kind of does something similar, though it's his is entirely around Marathon Weekend. So every week, Sunday evening, I am posting uh, whatever training plans are relevant to that week for any of the race weekends. So that'll involve Wine and Dine, Marathon, uh, Disneyland, and Princess don't start for a few more months yet. And then Springtime Surprise down the road as well as a topic of conversation. Um, and they're going to bounce around. Some of them are kind of introspective and personal. We started out with talking about why people run and why people pay excessive amounts of money to go to run at Disney mm -hmm. and what their goals for the year are. This week's topic has been talking about hydration and running in the heat because that <laughs> is highly relevant. Why, to why is that? People listening. <laughs> Maybe not everybody, but I suspect most of us. I think most people, yeah. And, but it'll also bounce around some more fun topics, very similar to some of the listener questions that have come in, uh, favorite places to stay at Disney, snacks, characters, that kind of stuff too. So it's not all heavy. Uh, it's been really fun though. The conversation's been excellent. There's some great notes already up this, this week on running in the heat tips yeah. to deal with yeah. that and what to be aware of because yeah. it's, it's hot out there. Somebody gave us a great answer on that one. I, I usually try to pop in there, but I couldn't think of anything to add. It was really well done. Um, now for wine and dine and marathon weekend has all, have all the training plans started yet? I think probably not. No, uh, for wine and dine, everything, but the 5k has started okay. this week. Um, uh, the 5k won't start until August. Okay. And for marathon weekend, Anything that involves running a marathon, whether that's the marathon by itself or one of the challenges right, has started, right. yeah. anything shorter than that doesn't start until September or October in the case of the 5K. Okay, thanks. Now, you may have stolen some ideas, but the uh, artwork you're putting on the website, that's all you. Well, I stole that from you guys. Uh, I'm, <laughs> well, using your, I'm using your logo and fonts for those. Yeah, but uh, or Disney's if if we're talking about the training plans. Yeah, well, the the training plans, right? We borrowed those from <clears throat> from Mr. Galloway and the Run Disney training site. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but you put that all together for us. So yeah, no, I'm happy to do it. It's it's been really enjoyable, and there's a lot to talk about. I mean, Run Disney's big, and there's a lot of people in the group who I think are this is going to be their first year running whatever particular thing they're running. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's scary to jump in and ask questions in just alone. So this gives people a place to ask questions or perhaps have a question asked for them that they might've without it being intimidating. I hope. 
I hope so too, Mark. I think it's great. Now, one more thing, and we've talked about this before with you. You have also done a really nice job of creating a charity spreadsheet to help people find charity bibs. And in a conversation earlier today, you talked about perhaps some updates for that. Yeah, I've been trying to keep it updated about once a week. Uh, I Most recently, I did it last Friday. A lot of the princess charities have started to fill up. Mm-hmm. But there are still a few places that have bibs, even for wine and dine. There's a few that have. Oh, nice. Bibs. Nice. You know, they are admittedly the ones that tend to have higher fundraising goals, which I suspect is why they're still I available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or they haven't updated their site. Uh, <laughs> I can only do as much as the site and or the people answering the emails tell me. Sometimes people don't respond promptly. Nevertheless, we appreciate the effort. Friends, if you're looking for that spreadsheet, it is pinned to the featured section in the Rise and Run podcast Facebook group. You may have to scroll to the right to see it, but it's up there at the top of the group page. Mark, again, it's such a fantastic tool that that you've created for the community, and we're so appreciative of it. I, I know as it relates to charity running, you know, those that are probably still in search of a bib, you know, the, the biggest hurdle or, or the, the biggest apprehension or fear, you know, is that fundraising minimum based on, you know, l- let's just lump the, you know, the three weekends together that are on sale and what you've seen in your research of the availability, what would you say the average fundraising amount is for one of these races, regardless of the distance? Honestly, there's there's an enormous variety in that, but I would say at a minimum, for most of the five Ks, you're probably looking at an average of four to five hundred dollars. Okay. For a half marathon, you're looking seven fifty to a thousand. For challenges, um, over a thousand. Typically, there are some exceptions; those tend to fill up real quick. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, well, on the low end, they tend to fill up real quick. The higher end, they tend to be available, and they are still available. Gotcha. I understand. Which is not to say I don't want it to make it sound like, and I've said this before, and I know you've said it, but I'm going to say it again because I have the opening. You should never pick a charity based on it having the lowest fundraising minimum. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I understand the desire to do that because a smaller number is less intimidating to raise, but please make sure you're picking a charity that you have a connection to or that resonates because if you're going to go out and, and reach out to people and ask them to give that charity money on your behalf, you really want it to be something that you feel comfortable talking about. Yeah. Well said. Just a reminder, make fundraising fun, make people involved in it in some way. I mean, that's one great way to help your charities out. And also as another reminder, I mean, part of your Disney registration is going to be that money is part of the um, amount that you would do as well. So the the number sounds big at first, but when you think about it, how if you would have just registered for Disney normally, I mean, that's still a big chunk. So the number doesn't look as scary as it really is. You know what I, or you know what I mean? Is yeah, of scary? course. Yeah. It's, and that's another one that varies between charities. Some of them ask for what amounts to the race registration, same amount you would have paid or close to it up front, which is understandable because the charities have to pay for these bibs up front. That was a misconception that I had. I assumed Disney gave them away to the charities as a way of supporting the charities. No, the charities have to pay for them. Yeah, they buy them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, They buy them. So 
a lot of the charities then ask to at least recoup that cost up front when you register. That said, if it's a charity and you have an interest in, talk to them. They can work with you sometimes. I, I happen to know at least the charity that I'm working with. If you ask in advance, they'll, and they believe that you can do the fundraising, they're willing to drop that that initial cost and let you fundraise the whole thing. Well, Mark, you are a big help to this podcast, and, and we, we, we're very grateful to you. Uh, we're going to bring you back every now and then. Keep us updated. Sound like a plan? You know where to find me. I look forward to it. We do. We do. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. Good hearing from Mark. He's so helpful. We really, really appreciate him. Uh, friends, let's talk training. We're all going to be at Marathon Weekend, I believe. Are we all going to be at Wine and Dine Weekend? I know Alicia is. I am. Yes, I will be there. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody's going to be there except for me. Unfortunately, a big eyeball conference is calling me out west. So okay. I'll, be, I'll be thinking of you all out in San Francisco. All right. All right, Greg. That's, that's fair enough then. You do that, we'll feel better. But uh, let's talk. How's the training going, kids? We it started. <laughs> I am slow as sin right now because yeah, I decided okay. to take a really long break. But you know what? I took the break because I was really burnt out from running and I was really excited to do my run this week. Good. So Yay. or actually started last week, but I was really excited that first run. So that was that means it worked. I did did what good. I came good to. Good for do. you, Allie. Yeah. That's good. I hope some of our friends have the same experience. Is it was it wicked you humid where you are? It is wicked humid. <laughs> I'll, tra- I'll trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's relative. No, but... it is. Hey, you'll hear me say, you know how fond I'm saying it. If it's hot where you are, it's hot. It's yeah. all relative. It's all what you're acclimated to. Um, Lexi, how's it going for you? You know, it's going pretty good. Um, I have started going to Orange Theory twice a week. And that's kind of been in place of my speed workouts. Um, And if you don't know about Orange Theory, uh, you have three disciplines. You do rowing, the weight floor, and the treadmill. And different, like the coaches have different things that you do every single day. Sometimes it's endurance-based. Sometimes it's strength-based. Sometimes it's intervals. So it's been really cool kind of playing with the intervals, because I, I trained for Dopey doing 10.30 or 15.30. And so now I'm doing, sometimes I'm doing 30 seconds of an all-out run. Sometimes I'm doing walking just up hills and up and down. In his, I don't like doing hills on the treadmill, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> but I think it's also been really good because this incorporated the aspect that I did not have during Dopey, and that is strength training. Good. Are you getting trained up for that Encanto Louisa medal that we might get during Wine and Dine? Yes, I am very excited about all of the medals in Wine and Dine as I start all of the challenges that we have going on. <laughs> and now you'll have the muscles to match the uh, the medal when it comes out. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be able to hold the medals out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Arm, arm's length. If Lexi starts lifting donkeys, then, then we know she's ready. Yeah, that's right. right. Exactly. <laughs> well, I will say my little happy announcement is that I've lost five and a half pounds. Good for you. Nice. That's good, Lexi. That's In good. about two and a half weeks. So that's that's a good rate. Yeah. That is excellent. Yeah. You good yeah. Excellent. Good for you. We're proud of you. Thank Way you. To go. Mm-hmm. I am 
Look, I'm learning about, we talked about running in hot weather. Uh, we'll talk about it next week when Mr. Galloway is with us. We'll ask him his thoughts. One thing about running in hot weather, we're all doing it. Some places are hotter than others, but like I said a few minutes ago, whatever you're acclimated to, it makes a difference. It is true, however, that this training we're doing now in the hot weather is going to pay off for us in the fall. Your, your body actually does change from tra- training in hot weather. And actually, you can increase your red blood cell count because of what's required to help try to cool you off in this heat. So summer training equals fall PRs. It works. Don't overdo it. Slow down. Stay hydrated. Dump the water over your head if you need to. I'll but, even add in stay hydrated the, the day before you go on your run. Yes. That's really important. Um, because if you start hydrating while you're on your run, you're already too late. Indeed. Indeed, it's, it's a full-time thing. So, but training's going okay. I'm baby steps. Baby steps is my mantra. Uh, I, I don't really care about speed. I'm just wanting to improve and stick with the plan that's been laid out for me. So that's how things are going. And I hope they're going well for you also. You know, Bob, I started pulling something out of your book. Um, as it started to get hotter, I started doing a little bit of water running. Yeah. Yeah. Outstanding. How's it working for you? Um, it's taken a little bit to kind of, um, uh-huh. find my stride and yep. find my stroke, I guess. Oh, no, that's true. That's true. It takes a little while. That's true. Um, but I've been doing a little bit of that and then swimming laps in the pool, um, yeah, for the cardio generally. aspect. Yeah. That's just yeah. generally yeah, that's good great. for you. Yeah, I agree. No, aqua jogging. I was talking with coach Twiggs this morning about aqua jogging, uh, about replacing a run every week with an aqua jog. And he, he says you can do it. Uh, I've, been doing a good bit of it now i'm backing off a little bit i was doing three aqua jogs and two runs i'm going to flip that and do three runs two aqua jogs three three runs typically like most everybody else is doing following the galloway plan but uh yeah it takes a little while and the other thing about aqua jogging is just like running on the road you know how we always say the first mile lies <laughs> well the first interval of two in your aqua jogging lie too I mean, I, I'll get out there and I'll get going and go, oh my God, I can't finish this. But yeah, stick with it. You can. You can. Training's been going really well for me. I was able to get my wife and daughter uh, to come out and join me on the trail for my run uh, earlier today. And Wow. Yeah. And, and, and the little one didn't complain. So, I mean, a massive improvement from training <laughs> wow. from wine and dine last year. Yeah. Yeah, we, Bob, we didn't even have to call you. So, I mean, let, <laughs> let's just chalk that up <laughs> as a win. I forgot all about that, Greg. Yeah. That was funny. But it was one of those things where this was the first time using my new paces since I did my last magic half mile. Right. And I always get a little apprehensive about, you know, those first couple of runs after doing a magic half mile because even though, you know, Galloway has the equation to, you know, to get it all figured out. I just always feel like I give myself a false representation of what my paces actually are when I don't do the full mile as, yeah. as opposed to oh, the half yeah. mile. Yeah. Um, 
You feel like, oh, I got it all out in the half mile, but if I had to do another half of this, I don't know. Yeah, that I could. exactly. Well, I, I yep. agree. I agree. Um, yeah, so that's why I've always shied away from the half mile. But again, like I talked about a couple of weeks ago with the heat, I just it was the a decision I had to mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. make in the moment. So I saw my new paces, and I was like, okay, we're just going to give this a shot. I mean, it was probably about you know low to mid eighties, you know, when I started my run, and all of a sudden I looked down at my watch and I was like. I haven't seen these numbers in a while. And then I finally, like, I finished things up and I, I met back up with my wife and she's like, how's it going? And I said, well, either there's something wrong with my watch or <laughs> Stella got her groove back. So um, so, so we'll see if it sustains over the course of these next yeah. couple of runs. But uh, it was a very, very encouraging run. It was the first time I had sub-12s for a, a training Good run in you. a really long time. So I'm excited. Good for you. Did they have Good a track you. on your cruise? So no. here's the thing about the Disney Wish. Um, they put a stairwell in the middle of deck four um, that is usually reserved as the running track. Huh. Why they did that, I have no idea. So yeah, I decided not to do any runs on the ship, but a little bit later, I'll talk about the running adventures that I did have. Yeah, cool. Was, That's cool. You'd have to do treadmill on the Wish if you knew, if you wanted to run. Well, Greg, good for you. I'm glad to see that now. If those numbers go back up, do not be discouraged. Nope, not, no, no, progress, sir. Progress is not linear. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. Most of them are going to be somewhere in the middle, but I am glad to hear that you had a good day. All right, thanks. Thanks, gang. We'll, we'll keep talking about it. We've got plenty of training to do. We emphasize how important the training is. And we're not going to let up on that. So, friends, hope your training's going well also. Okay. Hey, let's uh, let's talk with our featured guests for the evening. Friends, if you live in the South Jersey area or maybe around Philadelphia. Bird's you, country. <laughs> <laughs> you may have heard of our next guest. He's been featured in the Camden Courier Post Sunday edition, no less. Uh, I saw a spot I that he's appeared on channel six news in philadelphia which is which um, is a big deal it is it's major network that's the abc network coverage in the city of philadelphia and he's one of us he's a fellow rise and runner jack witzig jack welcome to the podcast thank you i'm very happy to be here oh we're excited that we you got a great story jack we're we're glad you're here my only you know, I, I talked about you being on the front page of the paper, but the only problem with that picture was you were facing the back page of the paper. Yeah, well, I, I put all the interesting stuff on the back of my shirt, so they didn't have to take pictures of my uh, of my face. So it, it, uh, so it went according to plan. Yeah, it, it, yeah, great planning on that. Well, yeah, we'll cover that. I understand how that works. We'll cover that as we get to talking. But Jack is taking on an amazing challenge. I absolutely want to talk about it in great detail, but I'm going to go back a little further and just talk about you for just a minute. And let's get started. Jack, how'd you get started in running? Well, running was always kind of a, a part of my life um, by extension. I was never really a runner. Um, when I when I was a kid, I, I played uh, Little League Baseball. And in high school, I, I got involved in, in uh, the band in the fall, marching unit, uh, the musicals in the winter, and then baseball again in the, in the springtime for the first couple of years. 
Um, but my dad, that I think we'll we'll probably wind up talking a little bit. Oh more yes, about please, him we later will. On. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a longtime uh, track and cross country coach, and he always encouraged me to to do what I wanted to do. But he always also encouraged me to sort of to get into running. He said I had decent form, but kind of left it at that. He was he never really pushed me into doing anything. So then fast forward till I was about seven years ago. I was thirty nine. Um, I was probably about 50 pounds overweight and in a a story that's similar or that's familiar, I think to a lot of people, you know, I, I was looking for ways to, uh, to lose some of that weight. So I ate a little better and I started exercising inside. Uh, this is in the winter spring came around and I said, well, you know, I've got a pair of sneakers. Let me see, let me see if I can do this running thing. So I went out um, with a pair of wired headphones and a pair of sneakers that were entirely yep. inappropriate to running <laughs> yeah. um, and went down to our uh, Merchantville, uh, Merchantville, New Jersey, the town that I live in. They have a, or an old uh, converted rail trail that's about a mile long. And I said, well, let me go run on the rail trail. That's what it's there for. Um, didn't do well at all. Um, it was kind of a disaster, but then a week later I got out and said, well, let me try a little bit farther, a little bit better. Then I got a pair of Bluetooth headphones and said, well, let me try three miles and then let me try six miles. And then the bug, the bug bit. And, uh, you know, within a few months I, it was, let's, let's see if I can do a half marathon and just kind of, kind of grew from there. And then I, I found out, Hey, I understand Disney has races. What's that all about? Ah, There you go. Yeah. So that's how I got started. Very good. We hear that. that you're right. We hear that story a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, some of us could tell that story too. Great things. But along the way, you come up with an interesting idea and an interesting challenge in Camden County, New Jersey. Tell our friends what it is you're doing. Sure. I mean, this, I, I started running in 2016. So um, it, when, I mean, the pandemic changed all of our lives in in many ways, and um, one of the ways for me was that that I was I was looking to take uh, to kind of take this this hobby that had really become a lifeline for me, and to uh, to turn it into doing different things. Um, and I mean, I, I had really gotten into sort of a rut of running the same the same routes, which there's some comfort yeah. in that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can that can be a good thing. I mean, for some people, it's a it's a great comfort. Um, and then I started listening to more running podcasts, including a podcast called Running Times with Gags, who's a, a Philly, sort of the godfather of, of ultra running in Philly. Okay. Um, toward the beginning of the pandemic, he did what's called, what he called the Philly Four Corners. He ran 76 miles around the uh, the periphery, around the border of the city of Philadelphia. But anyway, he had a podcast where he talked with a person, uh, Jared Schofer, who had run every street in Washington, D.C., uh, in addition to running across the country, which is not something I'm here to talk about because I'm never doing that. I'll never say never. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good, good point. Good point. Um, but then I, I started, he used a website called citystrides.com to keep track of where he had been and where he had to go. So I said, well, let me look this up. Um, and I found out that I had already run all of the streets in my little town of Merchantville. Oh, and I thought, well, let let me try all the streets in the next town over, uh, Maple Shade, uh, and then how about the next town this way, Haddon Heights, the town that I grew up in, also in South Jersey. Um, and then it got to the point that I had run all of these towns in the the area, and I thought, well, that's that's kind of a neat story, um, but I needed more of a hook, um, because I also started thinking about. Um, 
turning this sort of effort, getting more attention for a charity that's very important to me um, because of, of um, my, my dad. We'll go into that in a second. Um, and the hook was, well, okay, I've run towns in Camden County, New Jersey, Burlington County, and Gloucester County. And he said, well, why don't I run all of the towns, all of the streets in Camden County um, from from the Ben Franklin Bridge in the uh, the upper corner to you know down to Atlantic County in the farmland in the uh, in the lower corner, um, and then I thought, well, why don't I do this all for a, a charitable effort? Um, because my my dad, who had been like I said earlier, a, a cross country and track coach at Cherry Hill East uh, for several decades, um, well well loved, and I love hearing stories, and I'm hearing more and more uh, nowadays. Uh, he he died of dementia. Uh, Dementia with Lewy bodies or Lewy body dementia, uh, which is actually a flix of, I think, about 1.4 million people in the U.S. I'm wow. sorry, I'm kind of going on about this. No, no, please do. Uh, um, but it's easiest to explain by saying that it, it has sort of the mental aspects of Alzheimer's. And of course, symptoms differ from person to person. But the mental aspects of Alzheimer's, like the, uh, the memory loss, um, sometimes uh, delusions and uh, uh, hallucinations, and then the physical aspects of Parkinson's, so the the difficulty moving and tremors and things of that nature. It's all of this kind of wrapped up into one disease that unfortunately at this point is terminal. And this is the same disease that afflicted uh, Robin Williams and uh, Ted Ted Turner. Um, and so it got a little of bit of attention that way. And I'm not, I'm not deluding myself into thinking that I can make this something that's, that's known worldwide. Um, but just to draw a little bit more attention to it and, and raise a little bit of money to, uh, to help the people afflicted by it, including the caregivers like, like my mother. Jack, before we get into the, the running aspect and the charity part of this, yeah. you know, he- hearing your story really, really resonated with me. Uh, about a year and a half ago, my mother-in-law uh, was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And it's a situation where, you know, we're learning about how we need to take care of her and, you know, and provide her support. And then hearing your story about Lewy body specifically, is there any major differentiation between the two or, or is it almost kind of like, could it be a mashup between the Parkinson's and the dementia or is it more, more focused on the dementia as opposed to the physical aspects of the Parkinson's? I mean, in my experience, and of course, not an expert, um, it, it's more of the, the dementia aspects in, in my experience are more of the, uh, that's kind of more of the focus okay. there of, of the disease and the, and the treatment. Um, and of course, the, the physical aspects, as, as you're experiencing, um, you know, are certainly a, uh, a great difficulty as well, mm-hmm. especially for the, well, for the patient and the caregivers. But yeah, for, for, in, in our case, it was the dementia was the, the primary aspect of it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jack, let's take a couple minutes and we've alluded to your dad, but, but tell us about your dad. Tell us what he did and, and tell us some of those testimonials that you're reading. Sure. Yeah. Uh, my dad, Don Witzig, um, he was a, uh, primarily across country. And uh, well, first of all, he was a, a phys ed teacher, phys ed, uh, driver's ed, health ed, um, but uh, a teacher at uh, Cherry Hill High School East in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, uh, starting in the late 60s, I think 67. Uh, he had taught in Illinois where he's from before that, um, but started at, at East in 67 and taught that uh, taught all the way through till uh, he retired in 94, uh, which is coincidentally when I graduated from high school. So we graduated from high school at the same time. <laughs> um, 
And uh, he was just one of those teachers. And I mean, I, I just heard through through what's been going on recently. I mean, I, I heard a testimonial from a guy who was a freshman in 1970. So this is six years before I was even born. Oh, wow. Who said that my dad um, treated him as a, as a little I think he, he, he is a little yeah. freshman. He treated him. That, you saw that on, on did, Instagram. Yes, yes I did. He, he treated him the same way as, as he treated all of the, the big athletic seniors. So this guy remembers my dad 50 yeah. plus years later. Yeah. And he was just that kind of, of guy. Um, he, he wanted to treat people as fairly as he possibly could um, and, and really treat them according to their, their efforts more than their uh -huh. abilities. Uh -huh. um, you know, if somebody wanted to get out there and try, and this is, this is part of what makes, I mean, I think maybe it was, and we never talked about this, but I think it might've been what gravit what made him gravitate toward running because we're all different abilities, but man, as long as you get out there with the effort, that was what he really, he really respected. And he just, he loved teaching kids. Uh, he loved having kids. I'm, I'm one of four. Um, and he was just really a great guy. He was also a guy that I mean, we could travel literally all over the world, especially uh, Disney, especially on Jersey yeah. Week. Um, <laughs> of course. It was, of it was course. Always, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, he was the guy that we'd hear, hey, Coach Wits from, you know, yeah. 100 yards away. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Uh, my after, after both he and my mom retired, they took a couple of trips overseas. So they did fortunately have the chance to do that. And uh, they, they met people in Italy that he had either taught with or had taught. Um, yeah, so the, the people that he, he inspired, uh, either in the classroom or, or on the field. And he also was a school board member in, uh, in my hometown of Haddon Heights. And then later a, uh, a town council member. Um, he was just one of those people that was very, uh, middle of the road politically, he, uh, which is unfortunately a rarity nowadays, but yeah, people in both. Actually, he was recruited by people in both major parties to run for them because he was just he wanted what was best for for everyone. He was just a, a good guy and a really good father. Yeah, outstanding. I like to call that the mayor of every town you're in because it yeah. feels like you know someone everywhere you go and you're just friends with everyone. Yep, that was him. And now, what you're doing to, I'd say, maintain his legacy and also to raise money. In, a, in an attempt to combat this disease is, is really impressive. How's it going? How, you, how are you along the trip right now? Where are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm at about um, probably 52% of the way there um, in, in terms of the, um, the, the way that the City Strides calculates the, the mileage and the mm -hmm. roads. They have, it, it's a technical thing, but roughly, roughly halfway of the way there. Um, the story started to gain a little traction when I ran uh, every street in Camden, New Jersey, uh, which is, uh, which is, you know, it's it's the the biggest city I'm going to be in, right, right, and a little bit of a, uh, you know, a, you know, it's it's a little iffy from a little from place sketchy, to place. a little rough, yeah, it could, can could, be, yeah, could mm -hmm. be dangerous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got through it okay though. 
Yes. I mean, I, I took precautions that, that a lot of runners can, could take. I mean, I, I know that that it's a little bit easier for me as a, as a male runner. I don't have to think necessarily about some things that, that female runners do have to think about. And I know that I'm, I'm fortunate in that way, uh, but I still, my, my wife always knew where I was going. I always had the routes planned out ahead of time, took pepper spray, always had one, you know, one, uh, ear uh, earphone yep, yep. in and not not too um you know things like that right when stay, I'm dawn, stay when aware it was cold. of what's going yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah what's the process is there a like do you say okay i'm gonna run haddonfield i'm gonna run cherry hill i'm gonna run this or do you just say okay plan and just fi- figure out what you want to go each day yeah, I mean, it, it started out as um, I, I started with the uh, the towns that were closest to me. Um, at the beginning, uh, you know, oh, I thought, oh, well, it's cheating to get in my car and drive somewhere and uh, and run from there. Um, but that uh, then, you know, it came to a point, well, well, there's no place I haven't run that's within a five mile radius of my house. Um, and now I'm I'm training for a marathon, probably Rehoboth Beach, if anybody's done that. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you? Okay. Well, we can, we can talk, Greg. There we go. Yeah. Um, I'm training for that. Um, so now I have someone telling me how many miles I'm going to be running on a particular day. And I have, um, you know, maybe, uh, two or three pots, um, on the, on the stove at any one time, so to speak. So I think, well, I, I feel like, uh, driving down to, uh, to run a meet and, and running down there or, or, um, you know, I have a little bit more time because I do all of this early in the morning, um, before I drive to work. Um, I do still commute to work three days a week up in Princeton, um, which is about an hour North of me. Uh, so I have to kind of work out my schedule there about how far I have to run that day and how far away I have to drive to get to an area I haven't been to. Um, so it really does, um, I do plan my routes ahead of time using a couple of different apps. Um, and then it, it really is, it differs from day to day yeah, as far as my schedule and, and how many miles I'm supposed to run about where I'm going to go. And then sort of, yeah, do I feel like running in the, in the woods or close to the woods down in Waterford? Or do I feel like running on the White Horse Pike? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm talking very locally here. That's um, okay. <laughs> look up the White Horse Pike. It's a big, big road that goes from Camden to Atlantic City, and everybody's heard of Atlantic City. So, yeah. So, when you out for your runs, typically, what is the distance that you like to run, or do you just kind of go with whatever you know your your route is that day? Well, I mean, because I'm I'm training for marathon, I'm actually training to hopefully qualify for Boston. Wow! Hey, um, I'll be I'm there trying- cheering you on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right in that area. I love doing okay. that. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be because I'm running Rehoboth probably in December. It won't be next year. So maybe 2025, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because I have a, a coach now, um, you know, he, he says, go out and run 10 miles today. I do 10 miles. So it nice. really, okay. it, it's usually between um, six and, you know, six, 16 miles, depending on the day. Well, marathon is a great way to uh, get a big chunk of those miles in your training runs. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I mean, I did a 15 mile, um, you know, 15 mile chunk with, with two sections of three miles at a faster speed. And I'm like, well, um, you know, they, there are some big country roads in New Jersey that I can just yep. go and just get those roads. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. it, it, it sure helps. Any idea how many miles total by the time you get done? 
well, according to this website that I'm using, um, it's, it's a, I think, 2,237 miles. Um, so it'll be that many miles when I'm, when I'm done. And then, uh, yeah, to, to make it a little more fun, I committed to, uh, to donating 50 cents and it'll probably wind up being more than that. Um, but you know, this, this is sort of what my wife and I worked out. Okay. We can, we can afford this, you know, 30 or 50 cents for, for every new mile that I run in Camden County. So probably wind up donating about half that, but yeah, a little over 2,200 miles, which I mean, you know, there are people that, that do that in their sleep, do that in Mike Rallman over in uh, be our guest. I'm sure oh my he does gosh, that yes. in about six months, <laughs> but, uh, no, nevertheless, yeah. yeah, nevertheless, that's a big number. And it's it's not that far from running cross country, Jack. Another eight hundred thousand miles might get you. Now, never mind. You said you weren't going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, last year I did do um, about three thousand, and that's that's my goal for wow. this year. Wow. Yeah. If if my work situation uh, doesn't change, um, or or if I don't get injured or, or something like that, then I'm I'm hoping to hit that again this year. That would be that would be great. So you may knock this effort out by the end of the year, then. Um, as, I no, it's it's definitely not going to be the end of this year just because of the um now that I I have to commute every I got you I, I understand I, I understand so, yeah I, yep yep so I'm I'm it would be great if I could pull it off in 24 I'm trying uh, 2024 I'm trying to be conservative and say 2025 but it would be it would be pretty awesome if I could get it if I can get it done next year I think if I commit I can do it that makes sense. Now we can go back to that picture on the front page of the paper where you were facing the back page of the paper. Sure. Because on the back of your shirt, you have a list of what? I have a list of the 37, 36 towns. I guess I should know that off the top of my head um, in Camden County. And uh, when I finish one, I, I take a big old Sharpie and I make a, a very uh, sloppy line through the name of that town. And uh, they've, they've kind of faded at this point. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I cross one off for uh, for every one that I've run. Um, I had that, that shirt uh, custom made for and shipped at, at unfortunate expense before uh, the Broad Street run um, because I wanted to show it off. And one person was walking in back of me up to the run and said, hey, that's cool. So it was all worth it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the charity, Jack. Tell us how that's going and how maybe some of our friends who are listening can help out with the fundraising. Sure. Yeah. The fundraising, I mean, all of the, the money goes to the uh, Louis Body Dementia Association, uh, LBDA. Um, and it is a, uh, the, the primary organization in the United States. There's also a Louis Body Society, I believe it's called in the UK, um, that is dedicated to, um, to funding uh, efforts to, um, to relieve the disease and then to get, um, education to get the knowledge out there about the disease and about the the trials that the caregivers go through um because my my dad's progression of disease was about 8 years and uh, my my mother was there with him through every moment of that um and as with with any disease you know the the caregivers are the ones that are kind of the uh the, the silent partners in this so oh, this absolutely. Is, yeah um, so this organization is also dedicated to uh, to providing resources for for them, um, 
yeah, so that's that's what I'm out there to uh, to support. Um, we aren't directly affiliated. I've, I've tried to get their attention a couple of times, and and so thank you guys for for maybe helping me in that effort to see if we can get something official going with them because they do have like uh, 5K runs and some walks and things like that that they try to do. So just trying to help out with their efforts. Jack, as you've been going on these runs, I mean, especially as you get closer to the city, you know, Camden County has some really interesting sites. You got, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers practice facility, you have the Camden <laughs> Aquarium. Uh, but my question is, since you've knocked out like Camden proper already, um, did you stop for a donkey's cheesesteak? Because there, <laughs> there has been rumor and then it became mortalized on the TV show, um, the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs. Apparently the best cheesesteak in the Philadelphia area is not even in Philly. It's over in Camden. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bad Philly area resident. I've never been to Pat's. I've never been to Geno's. Okay. I played a, okay. I played a, high, I played a high school ball game right by there. I haven't been to, to gyms or any of these places. I've been to South Street. But anyway, I have been to Donkey's. I've been to Donkey's probably about a dozen times. And uh, it's uh, is it a cheesesteak? I don't know. You know, it's on a poppy <laughs> seed bun. It's, uh, you know, it's, know, it's a fantastic steak sandwich. I mean, it is second to none. Um, Anthony Bourdain said it was the best one. I trust Anthony Bourdain more than I trust myself. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> yeah. You, you can't go wrong with a donkey's uh, cheesesteak, though. I will stand by that. I, I mentioned I was from the area, Jack. I don't, that might even be after I left. I don't know. I don't even remember hearing about it. Nevertheless. Yeah. Glad you had one. Glad it was great. Yeah, I've run by Donkeys. Uh, it's right on uh, Haddon Avenue, so I've uh, I think it's on Haddon. Uh, so I've run by it, uh, yeah, a bunch of times. Jack, you run at Disney, right? Yes, I have. And what you got coming up at Disney in the future? Well, you know, I have not signed up for anything. I don't even have a trip scheduled. Oh gosh. I mean, I I ran the uh, the. 2018. So that was at the beginning of 2018. Um, that was my first and only dopey so far and my first marathon. So I'm one of those All people. Right. Yeah. There, there yeah. are a bunch of them. Yeah. Yep. Jumped in with, with both feet. Um, and then I did what I think was the, the last star Wars, uh, half in, in person half. So I guess that was 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, 19 or 20. I, Anyway, yeah. 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 Um, and then that was that was it. Um, I don't I don't want to hang my wife out to dry, but she is she she is not a runner. She's done a few five Ks, but she does not like um marathon and half marathon weekends just because of the crowds. We because we don't have any kids, we can go down there anytime that we choose at quote unquote lighter periods. And yeah. um, she's like, we're, we're we can come down here anytime. Why are we going down when there are crowds? So I'll I'll I, I I'd like to think that I'm gonna hit something in the future, but yeah, nothing on the books. I expect we'll see you there. I sure hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Well Jack it's a it's a big county it's a big challenge, and uh, I, I look forward to I look forward to reading about you scratching more names off the back of that shirt. When it's when it's all scratched off, you're going to sell copies of that shirt uh, online. <laughs> hey, what a, what a good idea! I think I, I might think, have to give you a cut. I think you got a chance there, buddy. I yeah. really do. We talked about it. I, let's cement it one more time. If someone wants to help, and we'll we'll put this information out also. But if someone wants to help with the the Louis body dementia association or with the charity that you're associated with how do they do it or how can they find out more about this please 
Well, they can they can find out more um, by uh, going to my my Instagram page if you're if you're open to that. Uh, that's um, Instagram. I my public account is Camco Runner. That's C A M C O Runner, uh, short for Camden County. Um, and I have a, a link tree there that that will lead to um, very good to a couple of different donation options to the uh, Lewy Body Dementia Association website, which is lbda.org. Um, and then my Strava page, if you feel like following that. Um, but yeah, those are that. That's probably a good way to go. Or you can go directly to to their website if you don't feel like giving through anybody else. Uh, LBDA.org is uh, you know a good way to go. Outstanding, Jack. I'm I'm proud of you. You're one of us. I'm I'm, I'm happy I'm proud to be. Of you. Uh, it's it's great to know you. We wish you all the luck in the world. We'll be watching. And uh, how about coming back to talk with us when you wrap this one up, huh? Sir, I, I would love to. If you'd have me, I'll, I'll be here. That'd be fantastic. All right. Thanks, my friend. We look forward to seeing you later. Sounds good. Good stuff from Jack. Really appreciate him joining us. Hey, Greg, you're on your cruise and you were like, uh, you said you were on airplane mode for a while. What happened when you came off airplane mode when you got off your cruise? I'll tell you, I only had the phone on airplane mode for four days. And I opened up and there's this new app called Threads. So I did like text all of you and be like, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, nobody knows, Greg. <laughs> and then there was, and Allie, can you give me the, the sound effect here? We had some Walt Disney World breaking pickle news. <laughs> so I, I'm like, I'm scrolling through Twitter because I guess that, you know, that, that's all I knew what to do before threads. <laughs> yeah. And I see this news that the... Uh, Boardwalk is going to be getting the corn dog stand from Disneyland. So this either means one th- or one of two things: either Disney is listening to our podcast, they definitely be- are, because it was a couple of weeks ago how I was clamoring for I wanted to try the hot dog that's shoved in the pickle that's then battered like a corn dog. Yeah. Pickle dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or we're just prophesizing any of this. So if we have any other big predictions that, that we want to, you know, put out there. Um, but then the, then the other thing though, was I saw the announcement, you know, they're starting to announce all the stuff for food and wine coming up. And I just got excited because I saw there was going to be a whole, um, the Odyssey is going to be themed around Bunsen and Beaker from the Muppets, but then yes. apparently there's going to be a special milkshake. Gang, what's that milkshake going to be? Pickle. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. golly. <laughs> pickle we milkshake. Those, but I don't know about a pickle milkshake. <laughs> yeah, I don't I wonder if it's. Really. I wonder if it's creamy or crunchy. Oh, golly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I just go... I'm trying it. All the milk, like I, I just, oh yeah, I don't logistically understand how this works. You would John, think you'll they have would, to yeah, tell us. The milk. <laughs> you're, you're, you'll be there before me, I think. I, w- I was gonna say, let, let let's set it up now. Why, even though I'm not going to be there, I'm going to be super jealous. Wine and dine after party. The meeting spot is the Odyssey Building, and the entire Rise and Run community. Just the, everyone gets a pick, pickle milkshake, and we document this. And then we go on uh, Guardians. Guardians. Can I? Can I volunteer? I'll be the picture taker. Yeah, right. Pickle picture taker. And I, and I think 
And I think also one of the uh, hot wings, there's going to be a pickle yogurt uh, dressing on top of it, too. See, that, that doesn't seem I could too see that. Out, out of that, out that of doesn't bounds. sound as bad. Yeah. So where is this pickled dog being sold? And you may have said so already. Uh, so it's going to be a stand at the Boardwalk Resort, like literally on the Boardwalk. Oh, okay. Okay. Because chances are I'll get there in the next month or so. Yeah, I'm, they haven't announced an official opening date. Like I said, they, they just uh, on their social media this week or last week they you know announced that this stand was coming to the boardwalk. And then when it said that it was going to have that special dog, I I lost my ever loving mind. Yeah, they say that news comes in threes, so I wonder if the Pecos Bill which I like to refer to as pickles bill. Um, <laughs> if their topping bar is going to be open back up, because that's where I would just go in magic kingdom and just grab a bunch of free pickles and walk around. I would do that magic too. <laughs> oh, really? Oh my yeah. Goodness. Secret, secret pickle tips. And that's oh why it's closed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> me, and, me and Alicia ate them out of house and home. Yeah. I, I thought the reason, I, I mean, Grant, Nothing has been announced yet, but I know there is a lot of strong rumors that Pecos Bill might get rethemed to um, a Princess and the Frog themed restaurant to be able to oh, tie yeah. in, like Tiana's to, yeah, place. To, to Tiana's cool. and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, which I'm all for because Ali, as you know, I, I love the food of New Orleans. But um, I mean, it was yeah. sad to see the the toppings bar. Uh, you know, rest in peace there. But um, so, but we shall see. Pickle news comes in threes. You're All right. right. <laughs> All right. Pickle news. Let's move from pickles to pre-orders. We got an update on some merchandise pre-orders. Okay. So, yeah, we have some new shirts coming out, uh, new colors for uh, this this year, and uh, a new new uh, race season shirt we're looking at, uh, and some hats this year. Those those uh, tie-dye hats that Bob Bob wears, we're, we got those for pre-order, too. Very, I love uh, them. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. We're going to open the pre-order on July 15th and we're going to close it on July 30th. And uh, we are expecting to ship by September 25th. So hopefully uh, get two weeks pre-order, get your orders in. Once they open up, we'll have links on the uh, Facebook page, website, everything, and uh, have everything for a uh, wine and dine and the rest of the season. All right, thanks, guys. We'll we'll update it, update again next week as we get a little closer. Maybe we have some more information for you. So we've gone from pickles to pre-orders to let's talk about Pam's fundraiser for us. The three P's. Yeah, well, I, and I may not be done, but we'll see. Uh, that was really clever, Bob. I commend you for that one. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I yeah, I've been working on it since two o'clock this afternoon. Our friend Pam at Fluffy Fizzies. We've mentioned it before. She's helping us a great deal. Those of us who are fundraising for charity bibs for upcoming races, she is producing her bath bomb products for us. So head on over her to her site. You can search for the products. It's not too late. I don't believe I'll find out right away if it is, <laughs> but it's not too late for you to get involved in this also. The link to click there is all the way at the top of the page for fundraising. But her link for purchasing the fundraising products, last I looked, was smack dab in the middle of her page. Pam, thank you for doing that. On on behalf of a whole bunch of us, thanks for doing that. We appreciate it. All right, 
pickles pre-order pam's fundraiser shout out to one of our good friends pamela 4p guys wow four pamela had her hip replacement surgery this week uh had a chance to see how she's doing on facebook we've talked to her she's on the zoom call she's doing real well i'm confident but pamela i just wanted you to know and you already do i'm sure that we're all rooting for you and we're looking forward to seeing you at the races at disney world this fall and your new hip looks real pretty (laughs) Mm -hmm. she's got to get her legs back to the same length though i think she's like an inch and a half off right now (laughs) they have to have to do some alignments for her i believe but no she's all seriousness she's doing good and we're glad to see that hey john uh enough of this p stuff we have any new reviews yes we do we have a review from vincenzo's mom perfect (laughs) shoot for the stars running podcast i love the encouragement motivation and tips from this podcast the fun and positive tone really helps me along galloway training plan run walk run miles disappear I credit you with helping me to complete my third Disney marathon and Aww. now I'm training for my fourth. Awesome. I would be so over the moon if Bob recorded an episode about how to walk fast. Hint, hint. We, we <laughs> actually did that. We actually did. A while. I'd have to look and see what episode it was. But uh, Time yeah. to repeat. No, we can, we can uh, absolutely. Was, First of all. Bob, that was actually episode uh, 44. Okay. Yeah, so episode 44, we talked about it. We can talk about it again. Uh, well, first, back up, Vincenzo's mom, thank you for the lovely review. We we appreciate all of the reviews that we get. We appreciate you taking the time and the effort to do them, and we love the feedback. Friends, coming up, our buddy Jeff Galloway, Mr. Run Disney himself, Olympian Jeff Galloway, is going to be back with us next week. I'd love it if you'd call in your questions for Jeff. Now, there's a thread on the Facebook page. You're welcome to use it, and we'll read them for you. But I'd much rather you ask the question to Jeff yourself. Give us a call there, 727-266-2344. We'll get to as many questions as we can. Got a couple things I want to ask Jeff about that are going on in the Galloway universe but we'll try and concentrate on training questions, especially now at this time of the training schedule as we're preparing for the Run Disney season. Uh, two weeks from now, Amanda from Once Upon a Marathon will be visiting with us. We look forward to talking with her. Okay, my friends, it's time for the race report. Now, friends, I know we have new listeners all the time. And the race report is getting bigger, and I love it. I love the reports you're sending in. It's wonderful. But sometimes it gets a little bit difficult to figure out exactly who's racing where. Let me kind of walk you through the steps way back when. Way back when Alicia and I had were working a website, not a website, a Facebook group, We started a race report file, and the idea was to let other people in the group know where we were running so that if we showed up together somewhere, we'd get a chance to say hi to one another. So that was the origin of all of this. So there's a file. Now, it's changed. We we lost the original file. It's changed. 
But if you go to the top of either the Rise and Run podcast Facebook group or the Run Disney Motivational Team first time Goofy Dopey Marathon page, go to the top there in the featured section where the files are pinned. You got to go, you have to scroll over to the right and you'll find a race report file there. It's a list of all the races that everyone has reported to us that they're doing. Some people put them in themselves. Some people just put them in the comments and I add them. Either way is fine. But that's where we start. Oh, by the way, now we also have listed the URLs for each race. That's that's a big job. You probably thought that took me quite a while to put all, all that in there, didn't you? Yeah, you know what? Hardly took me any time at all. You know why? I didn't do it. Our friend Rob, there's somebody else who's supporting the podcast. Our friend Rob said, hey, Bob, I got an idea. This might be helpful because actually he wanted to run an event you were doing, John, up in North Jersey there. He couldn't find it. So he said, why don't we put the links in there for the races? And then he went and did it. So thank you, Rob. That's really cool. I'm in the process of putting them into the report now, but Rob has sent them all to me. That's a lot of work. And he did it fairly quickly. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. So that's the race report file, okay? It's in there. Please, if you think about it, put... And then I've had people ask, hey, is anybody doing this race? Is anybody doing that race? And it's okay if you want to make that post, but that information is typically in there. And while I'm thinking about it, those of you who are registered for Princess, go ahead and put it in there. I, I didn't catch too many of the names who registered for Princess. Okay, race report file. Now, how do I build the race report? Well, the first thing I do is take the race report file and start there. But I also go through all of your individual Facebook posts, and I try to hit the highlights of what you had to say. Love looking at the pictures. Love the fact that you put all those posts in there individually. Some people are putting their results in the race report file thread. The problem with that is I don't see it. And if you put them in by your name, I can search for your name. If I don't find the report, I can go back and search for your name. So there you go. Add your races to the race report file. When you're done, make a separate Facebook post about the race. Or if you really want to, Call the hotline, 727-266-2344. Make your own race report, then I don't have to read it for you. Okay, so with all that said, we're going to go back just a little bit here because I flat out missed one. Chris did everything right. I missed it. It happens. I'm sorry. And he sent me a note, which is what you should do if I've missed one. Just send me a note. PM me in Facebook. Uh, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, we will catch up with it. But the reason this one was so particularly egregious is that Chris had finally convinced his wife to listen to the podcast because we were going to talk about this run they did with their beagles, and it never happened. So here we go. We're a couple of weeks overdue, but Chris, Chris's wife ran with their beagle, Jesse. In Jesse's very first race, and Jesse loved it, 
Chris ran with his favorite running buddy, Woody, in the Dog Mile, and they beat last year's time. Ran 637 for a mile, came in 15th overall. This is Woody's one-mile PR. This, by the way, was at the Mackland Mile. So, Chris, I'm sorry. I hope that makes it up for you. Now, let's continue. All right, last week... When we recorded early, I mentioned some of the runs that were going to occur over the 4th of July weekend. I I mentioned every one that I had at the time in the race report. Turned out there were a few more. So let's go over them quickly, please. Let's start on Saturday, July 1st. The RMHC Firecracker 5K in Pensacola, Florida. Kristen ran that, finished second in her age group. Her daughter, Emma Lynn, ran it, also finished first in the kids' one-miler, his first-place girl. And her son, Caleb, who's on the autism spectrum, did his first race ever. Doesn't normally like it, but he loved this one. So, Caleb, Emma Lynn, Kristen, congratulations on all that. Uh, July 1st, Canada Day, the epic Canadian 10K, followed by a 5K in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Laurie ran that one. Great photos of the great Canadian salute outfits they had on. Laurie's been doing really, really well with her runs lately. I think we will hear from her again later in the report. Still on Saturday, Saturday, the Red, White, and Brew 5K in Ashburn, Virginia. Taylor. Taylor pushed her daughter in the 5K, and Taylor's cousin ran the hot dog mile four times one quarter mile with a hot dog at each stop, four hot dogs total. Don't know that I could do that one. Uh, I was in St. Petersburg, ran my first park run ever. That was fun. A little more on that later, perhaps. In Norwich, Connecticut, the Rose Arts Festival 5K, Sue. Sue hit run number 134 of 169 in Connecticut. I think that's really neat, the way the Connecticut towns have runs in in each of the 169 cities. That's really kind of cool. Uh, the Firecracker Four Miler in St. Louis. Chris ran that one. Chris came in 10th overall, first in his age group, and first overall in the Masters category. Great run, Chris. Charleston, West Virginia, the Firecracker 5K. Cynthia. Cynthia ran it, had her pink Rise and Run shirt on, looking great in that one. Good job, Cynthia. Finishing up on Saturday, Rachel ran the Ansonia six-hour trail run in Ansonia, Connecticut. Uh, She managed about 18 miles in four hours. This was her first attempt, and for Rachel, her longest run ever. So great job, Rachel. It's in Connecticut, town 64 of 169 for Rachel. Sunday, July 2nd, the Space Shuttle's half in Milton Keynes, Buckinghamshire, England. Katie did this one. Great photos, nice looking medal. Neat run, Katie. Way to go. The Junior Peach Tree. Nick's daughter Riley ran the Junior Peach Tree. Second time running this one mile race. Finishes at the Peach Tree finish line. And I love the photos. I, I'm a sucker for these. Uh, Riley did a great job. And I know Nick's really proud of her. At Angel Stadium in Anaheim, California, the 5K, Megan and her husband ran that one, a PR for both of them. We had one run on Monday, 
the Claude Moore 10K in Sterling, Virginia. Sharon ran that one. Tough course, no PR, but first in her age group and fourth female overall. Way to go, Sharon. Now the big one, July 4th. Let's start in York, Pennsylvania. The Shoe House Shuffle 5-Miler. Allie without an E ran that one. Uh, they literally run out and back to a shoe. Not not a, not a shoe on the ground. It's a building built like a shoe. And I think it's, I, I don't know, I think it's rented out uh, for overnight stays now, something like that. But the Shoe House Shuffle 5-Miler. The Independence Day 5K, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Troy and Christina. For Christina, a PR. For Troy, a 26-minute 5K, excellent run, no PR. Troy's pretty fast. The big one that weekend, of course, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race in Atlanta, Georgia. Holly ran that one, hit us up with her first race report. Great photos there. Marty and her husband, also some nice photos. Uh, Matt ran it. No report from Matt. Matt's a, You may remember Matt from the T-shirt, I Got Beat by Brittany Charbonneau. I love that. Brittany loved it too, by the way. By the way, Brittany will be back with us in a couple of weeks. Uh, when we get a little closer, we'll talk about that some more. And again, Nick ran this one. He finished the 10K, but his daughters are the real story. Riley, who we talked about earlier, and Jesse did their first ever 10Ks. So those would be two PRs. In Endwell, New York, the four on the fourth, a four-mile run. Uh, Justin and Steve, we'll talk to Steve a little bit later on on the spotlight. Justin's Steve's son, his first race ever, so that's a PR. In Glen Rock, New Jersey, the 9-11 tribute run, just a little bit on this. This was first held in 2003. It was a fundraiser for a 9-11 tribute and memorial for the 11 people from Glen Rock, New Jersey, who were killed on 9-11. The original race organizer was a fellow named Brad Jordan. He did this thing, I think it was at a high school track, and he had a stopwatch, and he was calling out times. Uh, our buddy Rob did this one. I should have mentioned that earlier. Rob ran it. So there weren't many people there that day. Well, Brad, the organizer, passed away not long after that. But the race continues. Uh, it now attracts about 450 runners, so it continues to grow. And it's a pretty meaningful event to Rob. In Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania, the Whiskey Rebellion 5K. Victoria with her sister. Victoria's first run since Marathon Weekend. In Chester, Connecticut, the Chester Rotaries 4 on the 4th. Emily. Emily said it almost got rained out, but... Rain held off. They had beer at the end. It's in Connecticut. I didn't get a number on this one from Emily. I think it's because she's run it before, so it didn't count as a new city for her. In Buffalo, West Virginia, the Buffalo 4th of July 5K. Ilyana with her dad, Nelson. PR for Ilyana, sub 29 minutes. <phone rings> kind of excited. She won a door prize at the end, too. Pretty nice door prize, as I recall. Uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the 40th annual Brentwood Firecracker 5K. Andrew. Andrew ran a course PR. Those count. Hit the bell. In St. Petersburg, Florida, my neck of the woods, the St. Pete 
Pier Run. This is the fourth running of this event, I believe. It's a four-mile event. Our friend and Disney announcer, John Palkey, was there. I got a chance to say hello to John. Uh, ran and had a good time. I ran with Jen for at least the first mile. We ran together, and then when we finished up, we had a beer together. So that was fun to see Jen there. There were others there that I did not see. I didn't see Carrie and her daughter, and Nikki was also there. Uh, I ran into a fellow who's actually, he's not in the Facebook group, but his wife, Lexi, is. Uh, one of the PTs that took such good care of me locally here, a fellow named Neil, he was he and Lexi were running this race. So good job for both of them. And it was, it was great to see Neil there also. In Kildeva Hill, North Carolina, Katie ran the Freedom 5K over in Winter Park by Disney. Palky was in St. Petersburg. Carissa was in Winter Park. The Watermelon 5K, Kayla with her son, Brandon. Again, we'll hear from them again in a little bit. Brandon finished this one in 26 minutes. Nice 10, uh, 5K time, Brandon. Uh, Patrick, Patrick's first race report ever. Had a nice group of friends joining him. Kelly ran this one. Michael sent some photos for us, or he made a comment or something. I know Michael was there. And Mary was there with her niece, Journey, and Journey was doing her first 5K, and that's good for a PR bell. In Reston, Virginia, the Firecracker 5K, Taylor ran with her husband. Apparently, that's a rare thing for Taylor and her husband to run together. They finished in just over 30 minutes. That's a pretty good goal for a 5K. In the park-to-park -park run, Bloomington, Illinois, Stephanie and Emma volunteered at the water station. Thank you for doing that, ladies, Stephanie and Emma. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for letting us know you did it because that's important stuff. The Born in the USA four-miler, Columbia, South Carolina. Dylan did it. Hilly and hot, but still had fun. Saratoga Springs, New York, not the one down at Disney World. Saratoga Springs, New York, the original. The Firecracker four-miler. Mary was there. Mary set a course PR by four minutes. In Glen Ellen, Illinois, Vicki ran the Freedom 4-Miler. She was fourth female finisher and first in her age group. Doesn't mention a PR, but that's a great run, Vicki. Way to go. The Blue Ridge Freedom 5K, Blue Ridge, Georgia. Heather, with her mom, Heather finished second in her age group. Another outstanding run. Melbourne, Florida, the Firecracker 5K. Monica was there with what she describes as the Chaos Crew. That's her family. It's a great, a great family that Heather, uh, not Heather, I'm sorry, Monica takes to a bunch of the runs. Love seeing the photos. Delaney took third in her age group. Monica took second in hers. But the best part, she says, was winning a $150 gift card in the post-race raffle. Yeah, not too shabby. In Peavine Falls, Birmingham, Alabama, we had a very rare Chris sighting. Chris actually at a live race and not a virtual event. Good good job, Chris. 8.2 miles, lots of climbing in this thing. I figure an 8.2 mile event, I'm guessing there's a good chance that's a PR at that distance. The City of Weston Hometown Celebration 5K. Robbie ran that one. No PR, just a fun local race. Santa Clara Independence Day Classic in California. Jackie 
and Fred ran this 5K. Jackie PR'd. The Runway Run 5K at the Marine Corps Air Base in Kaneohe, Hawaii. Ashley was there with her six-year-old son. The six-year-old ran the whole thing. That's impressive for a 5K. Run Disney, here he comes. Uh, Valerie was there with her daughter. Not much shade on an air base, uh, especially running the runway, but that's a beautiful area to run. Kaneohe, a very pretty area on Oahu. In Greenwood, Arkansas. Joe, the Freedom Fest 5K. Joe finished second in his age group. The sixth annual Freedom Fighter 5K and Lil Firecracker Kids Dash in Tyler, Texas. Shonda with her little granddaughter, Harper. It was Harper's first run. Harper, this PR bell is for you. In Freeport, Maine, the L.L. Bean 10K, Aaron. Aaron ran this 10K in less than 49 minutes, then turned around and ran the one-miler with her young son and daughter. Way to go, Aaron. In Madisonville, Tennessee, the 17.76 Murica half. Jimmy did it. 7.4 miles and not as sore as he expected. I'm not really sure how those distances work out, but that's what we got. Jimmy, you did a good job. I'm glad that you weren't too sore afterwards. Way to go. I just want to say that I am a really proud coach. um, And I've told you many, many times, Jimmy, but great job. Um, This was the longest he had run before. um, So it's a really big deal. And I'm very proud of you. Shreveport, Louisiana, another firecracker 5K. Sarah ran this one with her friend, Alex. Both of them are training for their first dopey. Claremont, Florida, again, the Freedom 5K, and I may have missed this one earlier. It probably should be together with someone else, but that's okay. Adanya ran this one warm, but a great course. Yeah, it's going to be warm in Central Florida this year. In what I believe is Mundelein, or Mundelein, Illinois, the Freedom Classic 5K. Kelly ran this one. No medals, free donuts. Eh, Okay, pretty fair trade. In Pottstown, Pennsylvania, the Pottstown Patriotic 5K, Julie and her dad, Andrew, two, that is one each, PRs for Julia and her dad. And let's wind up the holiday with the Enfield 4th of July Celebration 5K in Enfield, Connecticut. Rachel ran it. Not a PR, but at 23.36, her fastest 5K in a while. Pretty fast 5K, Rachel. Despite the heat, this is City 65 of 169 for Rachel. And I think we got one more race. Yeah, so while I was aboard the Disney Wish uh, last week, I got to run my first ever Castaway. Oh, okay, first is time, it, is it Is it key or, or K? I well, always get them confused. It's, but anyway, it, I, I did the race on the island. Uh, I believe right. I believe they pronounce it key on key. the ship. Okay. Well, they they're I'm, I'm actually wearing the t-shirt and it's spelled C A Y. Okay. There we go. But yeah, so it was my first time doing this. It um it was a lot of fun. I know I made a joke uh on Instagram that I kind of described it as um Blizzard Beach parking lot adjacent. Um, you know, it because yeah, it's, it, hot. it's it's hot. I mean, but I mean, I will say I was surprised by when you get off of the section 
that's not the runway. Yeah. Um, there, you know, depending on how the sun's hitting, you can catch a little bit of shade mm-hmm. yes. uh, from the foliage as like you're making your way to like the observation tower and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, the other thing I really appreciated was ample water stops. I mean, you know, they had, you know, those igloo coolers out and plenty of cups and everything like that. I know it's not a sanctioned event, you know, it's not part of the the cruise itinerary anymore, but it was nice, you know, they had the the signs out, you know, directing you which way to go and then you know, you just went to the bike rental stand and got your medal. Um, but you know, so I had a lot of fun, but it was also really nice too. I just ha- so happened to learn that um, I was on the same cruise as the BR Guest Podcast Cruise 6. Uh, so I got to chat with um, Mike Rallman, uh, the host from that podcast. I uh, ran with him for a split second because he's fast. Um, <laughs> our friend Megan, um, yeah. she was she was on that cruise as well. So mm-hmm. uh, ran with her and her husband for a little bit. And then got really, really lucky. I was in line at Marceline Market um, getting some breakfast be- before going on the run. And I, I happened to be wearing my... Uh, Rise and Run shirt, and I bumped into Jody from the Disney with the Ducks podcast. Oh yeah! Uh, so it yeah. was it was really really cool to to be with you know the extended Run Disney community sure. over the course of you know three different podcasts, and we all got together and and did this. So it was a lot of fun. Again, super super warm, but I mean, I tell you, it, being able to hop in the ocean. As soon as you're done with a run like that is pretty cool. And yeah. I'm glad to see that, you know, I have a medal to show for it. And they even have merch, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I didn't do. buy any of it, but, you know, I mean, they have a couple of shirts and hats and everything like that. So, you know, if you're ever on a cruise and, you, you know, you need that Run Disney fix, you can get a little bit of it on the island. It is it is funny, Greg. I am literally wearing the Castaway K 5K shirt today. This was from the fifth anniversary of the run. I don't remember what year that was. I think I've done it three, possibly four times. Can't recall. Yeah, you're right. It's hot. It's hot every time. I don't care when you go, but I'm glad you had a good time. And thanks for telling us about it. All right, let's continue. Now we're we're up to date. Let's go to the runs that we had last weekend. Let's start on Saturday, July 8th. We had a race in Central Florida, part of a series called the Real Florida 5Ks. They are all themed a little bit differently. This one was space themed and it poured rain for most of it. There was actually a triathlon as part of this event. It was uh, canceled. The, The race itself was delayed 15 minutes due to lightning in the area. It started out without rain, but as the race progressed, it just got heavier and heavier, and then it poured. And if you see the photos from any of our friends who were in it, yeah, it rained pretty hard. Uh, who was there? Kayla and Brandon was there. Kayla and her son, Brandon. Kayla set a three-minute PR. Brandon placed third in his age group and also pr Julie was there. Julie got soaked, but uh, had a nice run. We've got some nice post-race photos with her rise and run friends. And Margaret was there. Margaret had a blast running in the rain. And Margaret said, thank goodness for waterproof mascara. 
<laughs> I, I, and I can appreciate that. No, it's good for you, Margaret. Good for you. Thanks for the photos. Thanks, everybody. Hope you had fun. In Brussels, Wisconsin, the Bel Belgian Day 4-Miler, Tony ran that one. Uh, nothing on this report, but the next day, Tony posted that he ran his longest training run since his IT band injury, which I think occurred marathon weekend. So Tony's doing better. Our buddy Danny from the Netherlands. Danny's always, and I, I love I love the Danny's post. He does a great job. All right, Danny, I'm giving it a try. The Vorthausen looped 10K. That's exactly right. Vorthausen, the Netherlands. I thought so. I thought I, I always check with with Allie. She, she's she's my critic. Uh, Danny will let me know how I did. If not, one of our other friends from the Netherlands will. We got a, we got, and I don't want to start naming them because you know how it is. I start that and I leave somebody out, but we've got a bunch of friends in the Netherlands. I think that's really cool. Uh, on this one, you run four rounds through the small center of the town, big crowd. Danny said they did a good job with organizing. It was hot, hot in the Netherlands, 93 degrees Fahrenheit. If Danny did the conversion correctly, he PR'd in feeling miserable in that heat. <laughs> so he, he slowed down. We've talked before. Danny keeps a pretty good pace. Slowing down for him is still 51 minutes for a 10K. You, you got to know, Danny, a lot of us would take that. Good job. Do, do I take the monorail tone and put it into a minor key for, for <laughs> a, a miserable PR? Like a warp. Yeah. <laughs> How about the uh, Price is Right tube? The Price is Right trombone, yes. Right. Oh, trombone, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're on Clinton Park, Michigan. Christy ran the Turtle Cove Lazy River 5K. Old Lime, Connecticut, the Point O'Woods Beach 5K. Sue was there, no PR, but she loved the salty air and the great views. This wasn't a new town for her. You know how the Connecticut 169, so... She couldn't check one off here, but she still had a lot of fun just the same. So, so this is great, Bob. We have someone in Connecticut running every county and someone in Camden County running every street. Yeah. What they're actually running in Connecticut is, is their cities. Cities. 169 cities. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. And I'm surprised other states don't have something similar. So it's kind of neat. Um, where are we at? Okay. Let's go to Quaker City, Ohio. The Ohio Hills folk festival 10k carissa carissa finished last oh this one's kind of cool carissa actually finished dead last but and our buddy martinez would love this race because she's cheered on by every volunteer at the water station and the finish line she said even the ambulance driver kept a respectful distance behind her they were all there nobody rushed her along nobody tore down the finish line to be honest i don't think she was that far behind anyway and she got this really cool spoon as an yes, award. Yes, this was awesome. Yes, yeah. it was so yeah. cool. Yeah, so it was really neat. So, Carissa, nice experience there. We're glad you had a great run. Almost kind of reminds me of, um, was it the the person that's always drafted last in the NFL draft? The, yeah, the, Mr. They get, the, yeah, they get a jersey Mr. that says Mr. Irrelevant or Mr. something Irrelevant. like that. Yeah. It reminds me of that. that that's awesome. But, yeah. but, but they're relevant. Yeah, the, yes. Yeah, that, that's changed a little bit. But yeah, so, but anyway, that's cool. And, and I'm glad to hear it. And I'm glad you were able to celebrate it, Carissa. That is neat. 
in County Dublin, Ireland, the Clontarf Half and Five Miler. I hope I'm pronouncing Clontarf correctly. I'm pretty sure I got Dublin right. Tiffany did this one, her first international race. A pretty seaside promenade and around a nature sanctuary. Said it was really windy, though. Uh, the last half of the race right into a headwind. I hate that. I think I'd rather go uphill than go into a headwind. If you're going uphill, at least you can see the end of it. With the wind, you never know. Still, she had a lot of fun, and I and I bet she did. From Ireland. Nice. All right, my friends, let's move on to Sunday. And let's start in upstate New York in Utica, the big event of the weekend. In Utica, New York, the Boilermaker 15K. I think they had some other distances, too. We will ask our friend who's here with us tonight in the Race Report Spotlight. Welcome, Steve. Good to see you. Thanks for having me, Bob. Oh, thank you. We're excited. We always appreciate our friends taking time for us, and we're excited to have you here. Um, Steve, I want to I want to go back a little bit because I've been watching on Facebook. You've been making some really kind of neat posts. Let's go back a couple of weeks, and you and your son did a run together. What was that? Um, that was actually just about a week ago. That yeah. was the four on the fourth. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. A, a local race here. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go? It went great. Yeah. You mentioned my son. Um, my son was, uh, he approached me about uh, two, three months ago and I see me running and I'm trying to encourage the running and yeah, he kind oh, of held cool. back and he came to me around well, May and said, I think if I'm going to do one race, it's going to be the four on the four. All right. So I said, all right, you know, last year they was in the crowd supporting me and I thought, okay, uh-huh. well, he, it was a good, good after party. You know, he must've saw that good, cool. Shirt, <laughs> you know, he wants to do that. But, uh, yeah. So uh, I said, absolutely. So, you know, a couple training runs uh, to get him ready and uh, away he went, you know. Real nice. What What's your son's name, Steve? His name is Justin. Justin. Justin, way to go, bud. You picked a good one. We're proud of you. I know why he wanted to do it. Why is that, John? The Mickey burst at the finish. Ah. <laughs> that was a bonus. That's, that was a bonus. Okay. Well, that's neat. Uh also, before this race, we had a mutual friend there who you got to meet, a fellow who wrote a book. Uh, yeah, yeah. This uh, <laughs> Sunday uh, at the expo, I had the uh, privilege to meet Martina Evans. Yeah, good guy, huh? He's a great guy. Uh, sends his love. You know, um, <laughs> I had my copy of his book, but unfortunately, it's an audio copy. Well, you got to, that voice is iconic. I mean, he narrates it himself. So I told him, you know, that sultry voice, I couldn't, could not get the audio book, but it's kind of hard for him to sign my phone. So Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think Jack and Allie have a copy of the audio book too. I'm not sure. He does a lot of great things for running and runners. And we share a lot of the same attitudes. I appreciate the guy. I'm, I'm glad he gives us the time that he does. And I'm glad you had a chance to meet him. That's pretty neat. We share uh, a little in common. Um, I'm myself a non-traditional runner. I didn't start running until I myself was 45. Okay. I actually lost some weight uh, before I started running. Not as that being my goal, but just getting activity was my goal. And walking, walking, you know, 45 minutes every day to the point where you walk so much that it's really not doing anything anymore. You know, your heart rate isn't. It's almost like, okay, this is too easy. You walk down a hill and the problem with when you 
go down a hill, you got to come back up. Yeah, and, well, that's true. Yeah. Wife and I get to the top of the hill. And at one point in time, I got to the top of the hill and realized I'm not out of breath. I need to pick this up a little bit. Okay. Um, and so when you start running that late in life, I've always been a heavy guy myself. There's always that you don't belong. There's really nobody to kind of show you the way as far as a lot of the questions he raised in his book, for example. Um, there's nobody teaching these things. Um, for the non-traditional runner, whether you're running heavy, whether you know you're an old, whether uh, you're a runner of color, um, uh, gender, the yeah. LGBTQ plus, any of these that um, might not normally fit into the the typical prototype of a runner. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really appreciated absolutely uh, his message. Just hearing his message, actually, I, I originally heard it on one of the podcasts while I was All running. Right. right. Yeah, we do too, Steve. We we appreciate what Martinez has to say, bringing us all under the big tent. We are, and we feel exactly the same way. So let's talk about Utica. That's a, that's a pretty big event. Uh, um, were there, there was more than one distance, correct? There was, there was a 5k, uh, that actually started a little, little bit before. Um, there was a kid's run the day before. Um, and there was also a walk, like a community walk as well. I believe that was on Saturday as well. Okay. That's but, beautiful. That's like a race for everybody. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah a little bit of everybody. Yeah. But the big one's the 15K. That's the big one. That's what they're known for. Yeah, it, and it attracts runners from all over the world, right? It really does. Yeah. Um, being from New York, everybody would say, hey, you haven't run the Boilermaker. You haven't run the Boilermaker. I, you know, okay, I've got to run the Boilermaker. I'm in New York. So um, I signed up to run this Boilermaker really um, had no idea what the attraction was. I didn't even realize. I knew a lot of people from New York, even probably New England were drawn into it um, until you start looking at the history of who's won it. Uh, yeah. And it, is, it draws in from all over the world. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Now, do they give you a Boilermaker at the beginning or do you have one <laughs> at the end of the race? Well, officially at the end. And as far as the official... Um, support, there is water officially. However, throughout the course, <laughs> you may be on more than one occasion handed um, a beer, uh, who knows, a good old-fashioned Utica club, or yeah. you never yeah. know. There you yeah. see. Now, tell our listeners, too, at home what a Boilermaker is, if they don't know. Boilermaker, I believe, is a beer with a whiskey. Right. Shot in a beer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. That really was a question for a couple of weeks ago, our Disney day our D3, fans yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How'd the race go for you, Steve? Uh, it went well. Um, I, myself, am a new, um, newer, getting used to the run, walk, run, the Galloway method. Um, so I'm still adjusting. I had a goal to beat my last 15K which was back in March in like a mini blizzard. Um, so I thought for sure, but it was a little warmer. And uh, so I probably maybe missed that PR by a couple minutes, but all in all, um, there was some hills. It was humid. I had a great race as far as I'm concerned. I had a blast. Um, I walked away, not sore. I felt strong. I felt great. I mean, all in all, I had a great race. I mean, like I say, the PR might not have came out in the end, but for me, um, that's one I'll remember for a long time, not just for the crowd sport, but for how I felt and how I came out of that. It was, a, it was really good. Even for my dopey training, I was very pleased with it. Well, that's think, so good. Yeah. I think it's excellent. I think it really is. How was crowd support? Crowd support. Um, 
I obviously haven't done a marathon yet, as I mentioned, but um, it was nonstop support from the minute we started till the minute wow. we ended. Wow. Outside the street, it was a nine-mile race, with the exception of about two miles, which is through a golf course. Um, there was people on either side of the street. I mean, the closer you got to the end, the, the bigger the, the support, but nonstop. I mean, you had people with water cannons. Um, <laughs> yeah. Get me. Uh, yeah, the OT yeah. guys with the construction had the big pipes with like water, like a, a wall oh, of water awesome. you could run through. Oh, jeez. Um, nice. Of course, nice. you got the kids holding out signs, you know, the, the high fives. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the beer handouts. I, one lady had, I kid you not, she had a table with donuts and coffee. Help yourself. <laughs> grabbing donuts. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that. But I, I myself, most That's races great. I've done have been pretty small with the exception of the Disney races. But, yeah, uh, you know, you're limited as to where spectators can be at those. This was wall-to-wall, nonstop spectator. That's amazing. Way to go, Utica. Yeah, they, they really love this race, support it. Uh, my daughter actually lived there for a couple of years. Um, she thought for sure the race went by where she used to work and she said, I'm pretty sure. And I, and I told her, I said, you missed it by about a mile. We oh. determined the reason she thought it was because people park so far away with their lawn chairs oh. and carry them in that she was seeing them thinking it's close by, but it was, you know, it was a, a mile oh, past you. where she used to work. How about that? Wow. Sounds like a great event, Steve. That's really cool. I can tell you in uh, preparation or lack of preparation for the Boilermaker is I did pull a jack on that one. Sorry, oh no! <laughs> I guess every week I've seen you got to run the Boilermaker, and I said I don't know why. I I had no clue why. And about a week ago, I thought you know I should really look at the elevations on this thing. Nah. That's oh, when I found no. out the first four-ish mile is a net uphill, and that golf course is pretty good, but it wasn't as bad as the old Port Half was last month or back in May. But <laughs> checking elevations overrated. <laughs> yeah. <Just so> <laughs> You know, honestly, I don't mind it. I mean, I'm up in the Northeast. We have hills. Doing uh-huh. the, the uh, half last year, I, I'd laugh at the end when I people uh, complaining about the mile 11 hill. I'm like, it was an overpass. That wasn't That's a right. hill. Right. Right. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you, Steve. I do. Even though I live in Florida, I've lived other places. I agree with you. Um, how, how was the Utica Club at the finish? Utica Club at the finish was actually very nice and cold. There very you go. Cold. Yeah, yeah. Good. They, uh, they had a Utica club in something else. I don't know. Utica I, club was where it was at. I've had it. I couldn't tell you how long it's been since I've had a UC. I have not. I remember I had an aunts and uncles that loved it as a kid, and most people around here would, would turn their nose up. I personally I don't <laughs> know that I would drink it every day, but, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Good for you. Good for you. Hey, what's coming up, Steve? Uh, you already talked about running Dopey, right? Anything else in between? Um. Well, I have a couple small goals um, for myself. One is just to run a race every month. Okay. I officially, at this point, don't have anything booked beyond Dopey. Officially. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I've been teasing Greg online. I really want to get to Bird in Hand. Um, oh, it's a good one. We'll, we'll pull the trigger on that probably within the next day or two. I mean, I, yeah. I actually have hotel reservations already lined up. I just have oh, to for the race. So um, that's probably my next... Um, Scheduled beyond that, I plan to just fill in with some local races, mm-hmm. um, some cater training runs, I guess you could say, to fill in between. Uh-huh, sure. I did Bird in Hand last year, Steve. Great event. You'll really enjoy it. 
I was wondering, I know it's up north, and I can't remember where exactly up north it is. I don't know if it's close to you, but the end of the road half marathon, I think it's in October, Lexi ran that, and she said it was absolutely amazing. You, like, run through these, like, tunnels, and um, you have to have flashlights to be able to run the race and whatnot, and um, it was really, really cool. I don't know if that would be something that you would want to do. I'm looking for something cool, especially October, uh, something yeah. game would be really cool. Yeah, uh, you got your turkey trots in November. Your jingle bell runs in December. You got oh, a yeah. Halloween run in October, right? Oh, are you gonna do the virtual uh, races with Disney, the Christmas ones? Oh, uh, does that count? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? I I I've actually got I've been doing the summer challenge right now. We've got two of them done. I haven't been counting them in my runs, although for my total, okay. I do. Um, sure, sure. Uh, you know, I I'm, I'm torn. I I don't know how I can't. I'm. Because I uh, get the wife involved and probably my son Justin too. Um, the only thing beyond that, which is going into next year, that I'm I'm really looking to pull my uh, time into is after, and that would be this springtime surprise. That okay, uh, good sorry, deal. I know uh, Greg wasn't too uh, enthused by Stitch, but I'm a Stitch guy. So. <laughs> Same, don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> yeah, very cool. All right, my friend. Uh, we're going to let you go. Hey, appreciate thanks it. so much. We appreciate you spending the time with us. Thanks for the report on the Boilermaker 15K. Thank and so we much. will see you in January. Yes, you will. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Steve. Let's see who else was at this run this weekend. A pretty big one. Christopher was there. Uh, Christopher made a post asking if anybody was running, but then I didn't see anything post-race from Christopher. Same for Cindy. Cindy was there. Uh, Haley. Haley was, it was Haley's first race over 5K in preparation for Wine and Dine. She aimed for a two-hour finish in this 15K, finished in an hour 44. That's great. Pretty darn good, Haley. Uh, ran with her cousin, Katie. They said we were talking with, uh, we were talking with Steve about Utica Club. Haley said that the Utica Club never tasted so good as it did at the finish line. I can understand that. Mary was there. Mary called it her bucket race list. Since her dad ran it multiple times, sadly, she never got to run it with her father. But the weather was humid. The temperatures were okay, though, in New York. Course support was amazing. Said there were popsicles around every corner. And there was a flyover with Army helicopters at the start that was really cool. The Run for the Lobster 5K in Picto, Nova Scotia. And again, I may be pronouncing Picto wrong, but Lori, I'm doing my best. Lori, Lori's really been kicking tail lately. Yes, in she run. has. Oh, yeah. Really nice. Awesome run. Well under 30 minutes for this 5K. First in her age group and a PR. But I got a feeling... We're going to be ringing that bell for Lori again later. In Elmhurst, Illinois, the Elmhurst Brewing Company 5K, Laura ran that one. Said the course was a little bit shorter than 5K, but she didn't care because it was hot and it was a fun run. So the heck with that. She got no medal. She got a pint glass and a free beer, part of a brewery series in Illinois, which looks really like a neat series. I wish we had something like that locally. And wrapping up on Sunday in London, 
the Asics London 10K. Alley, also without a knee, but not the original Alley without a knee. This is a different Alley without a knee. Ran this one. Uh, a great, this looks like a great event. Runs by several major sites in London. Really pumped. Pleased to say that she PR'd by five and a half minutes in this 10K. <phone rings> Highly recommended. I bet it is. It sounds like a great run, Allie. Friends, we had a Zoom call last week. We had a lot of fun. We had a good number of people there. A lot of fun. Please consider joining us. If you haven't been before, just pop in there. I will try my best to make sure if you haven't been there before, you get a chance to get a word in edgewise. It can be tough sometimes, but we'll, we'll do the best. But boy, they've been a lot of fun. The attendance keeps going up. The next one is scheduled for July 20th. That's Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. I'm, go- I'm going to give something a try. Uh, I'm going to schedule one for July 22nd, which is a Saturday at 2 p.m. And my thought process here is I know we have a lot of friends in Europe. They can't make it at eight o'clock at night. It's two, three, one in the morning. But uh, two in the afternoon is somewhere between seven and nine o'clock for most of Europe. So let's try that for a Saturday, July 22nd. We'll talk about it again next week. So, Bob, that'll be two two Zoom calls in one week, one on Thursday, one on Saturday, correct? That's the plan, John. Cool. Yep. I know. I know I'll look forward to it. I I really have a good time with those. All right, my friends, uh, that just about does it. Don't forget Jeff Galloway next week. Get us your questions, please. We'll do the best we can to get Jeff to answer them for you. Stick with your training. It's hot. It's tough. The good news is it's going to get, it's not going to get any cooler for a little while. And the miles are going to go up, so it's going to get harder. So just letting you know, go slow if you have to, but get out there. And especially for the long runs, get out there and do the long miles. Good stuff, guys. I know you're trying. We're right there with you. All right, my friends. And if you run, you know you are our friend. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 94. We look forward to seeing you soon. But until then, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.